0: I believe becoming the happiest, most alive version of ourselves is the most important and inspiring thing we can do for our children. Hi everyone, welcome to this episode. This week's episode is created in partnership with Whirly. I am super excited to be working with Whirly, which is the UK's revolutionary toy subscription service. So think of it as the sharing economy for toys. It makes so much sense, doesn't it? Sharing toys. What children play with changes so quickly. You can never predict what they're going to love or not play with at all. I would definitely not like to add up all the money that I've wasted buying toys that the girls just haven't played with, not to mention the additional mental load of trying to research and buy the right toys at the right time. And I love Whirly because it just ticks all those boxes. Plus, it is so much more sustainable than each of us buying toys. This episode is created in partnership with Whirly because I was thinking about the best way to tell you about Worley and the service. And I think this is it. I actually interview Nigel, the founder, because who better to explain how it works, why it works, and how you can get involved? He also shares how to make Christmas gift buying so, so, so much easier this year thank us both later and if you want to try it which i really really hope that you will i highly recommend it then go to whirly.com slash motherkind for 30 percent off a six-month subscription that's whirly.com slash motherkind so here is the episode which is created in partnership with whirly Nigel, welcome to the podcast. I'm really excited to get to know you and the
1: business a bit better. Thank you very much for having me.
0: So you are the founder of Worley, which I've just discovered and I have to say is amazing. So we got our first delivery of toys on the weekend. Oh, wonderful. Much to the squeals of the girls. Yeah, it was amazing. The kind of experience of it was brilliant. The toys come in this beautiful kind of canvas bags. It was just brilliant. And I can already see which toys we're going to keep for longer and which toys they're just not connecting with. And we'll probably swap in the coming weeks. I mean, my first experience has just been brilliant. I love it.
1: And I hope um, one thing we're very proud of at Whirly is that our deliveries are all what we call ready to play, and so no frustrating packaging, no kind of batteries that you have to source or you know, find that and go out and buy separately because they didn't come with toys. And really parcels where you can kind of open it up, give it straight to your kids, and for them to have fun quite immediately. And I think you're quite right; like you know, it's a very special kind of memory that a lot of parents have of like this feeling of the kids being so excited with new toys, but then also very quickly that relief of if you know there are a few things that you might not keep for very long and you don't have to keep them for very long because you can always return them to our service. But really glad that you had such a positive first experience with us.
0: Yeah, and we're going to talk about sustainability a lot more as we get into this chat. But one of the things that just initially struck me was that normally when I get the girls a toy or we get a present, I feel so guilty about the amount of packaging that we throw away. Like, you know, the kind of plastic inserts and even the box. And it was just amazing to get a delivery from Worley. And I was like, we didn't throw any packaging away. I kept the box, it came in because that's what I'll use to swap, to send them back to you guys to swap for something else. That really struck me and I didn't think that it would actually. It's a kind of hidden benefit that I hadn't realised I needed.
1: Oh, well, absolutely. I think generally in most industries, packaging is so behind in terms of sustainability and priorities, especially because most manufacturers who package their toys, especially in this category of toys, for in-store experiences. So it's got like try me buttons, it's got like depth control and stuff, things that you don't really need. Um, in terms of fancy packaging for something you're ordering online. And uh, we are very proud that all our packaging that we put our toys in is fully reusable and recyclable. And one thing you might not have seen yet is that when you place your next order, we will ask you whether you wouldn't mind us reusing someone else's packaging for your order as well. Um, and our customers love this because you know I think. We're not shy about sending a box that's a little bit beaten up because it's been through two or three different journeys. We're actually really proud of the fact that some of our boxes, if you opt into our program, come a little bit beaten up because these boxes have done six or seven trips with other kind of customers. We don't need to be using new packaging even for our boxes when we're sending this up. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure we're coming to a lot of things we do at Wernie. It's you're so proud of. <laughs>
0: When I first heard of Whirly a couple of months ago, I was like, ah, because I think I'd thought about that idea when I first became a parent, like, how do we make, the sharing economy work for toys in particular, which just feels like such a transient consumerism I felt really guilty about. And I spoke to a few of my kind of mummates. They were like, yeah, we'd thought about that. we had thought about that. And I wonder if some people listening had even thought of it. So I'm wondering, how did you think of it? And when you first started researching the idea, how did you know that this would be something that really could work and be big which you know you're growing very quickly
1: so I think no different to many of the parents and your listeners out there who are right now thinking about, yes, that they had this idea uh, maybe a year, two, three years ago. With a slight twist, I think something that I'm always, uh, most people are quite surprised by is that I'm not a parent myself. So it wasn't a problem that I was facing directly, but a problem that I experienced through many of my friends, you know, that kind of stage of life where all my friends were talking about their kids and they became parents for the first time. And all of them likewise saying that, you know, they were was wasting basically a lot of money they feel anyway. And they're feeling very guilty about the notion of trying to put it there what's kind of pay the problem away of like you're know, trying to find whether it's a new toy or whether it's something to help their kids sleep or whether it's something that's a little bit more convenient to go out with their children. And that added up to a lot of expenditure. They add up to a lot of clutter a few months later and then a lot of kind of sustainability guilt at the end of that. And then this is where it started a thought to my mind of that, you know, surely you must have looked, there must be some way you can borrow some of these things for a temporary period of time, try them out and then only keep them if you want it, return it if you don't like it for basically most of your money back. And then this is where, A lot of my friends have said to me that they would if they could, but there isn't just such a good provider out there. And I'm sure maybe yourself or some of your listeners would already have thought about that when you think about this notion of how much waste it is, that you could go to a secondhand marketplace and you could buy things from there. You could sell things there. Many people do, and that works quite well. But for everyone that does that, there are a whole bunch of other people that are a little bit afraid of that experience where maybe you've had a past experience where you ordered something secondhand and it wasn't in good quality, or whether it was just too inconvenient to kind of pick up and the delivery of it or meeting a stranger in a car park to get something for your kid just didn't feel like a trustworthy experience. And so this is something where I openly admit, I think we're not the first to have this idea. We're the first to just think about how do we be very professional and build a very strong operation that parents can really trust, that really kind of strikes the heart of the kind of waste issue and the sustainability issue but also gives good kind of affordability and better value for money to parents and also making sure that it's all convenient for them as well and package it up in a really kind of seamless service and hopefully you know like what you've just experienced with us and that's kind of what we're striving to do at Worley.
0: And when you first started researching the idea what did you realize were some of the big challenges for parents around buying the toys and the kit for their children?
1: A lot, I have to say, not just buying the toys, but when it comes to gifting as well, receiving toys generally, because of course, many parents uh, will receive gifts for their children, either via close family friends, grandparents of the child or uncles, aunties, etc. And so the problems are manifold. I think the big one that most parents openly admit to is the difficulty and the kind of strain it is trying to figure out what your kid might enjoy. And it's a little bit of a guessing game. Even sometimes when you let your own child pick a toy at the store and come home, they might find that a few weeks later they want something else or that, that toy didn't just have that much staying power as they thought you would have. And then when it comes to also just understanding the fact that children naturally just have very... Different and fast changing tastes and kind of preferences, whether it's TV shows that come in season and they go, and then something else replaces that kind of interest, or when they're just going through natural growing up and just experimenting different hobbies where they might like arts and craft for a few months and they might like kind of building blocks for another few months and they're just changing and trying to kind of uh, whet that kind of appetite for new novelty. That was probably the biggest thing that parents said they find difficult to keep up with the fact that kids always want that novelty, they want slightly different things. And then it changes so quickly and you feel quite overwhelmed you feel quite pressured especially wanting to make sure that you give the best for your children and that you feel like you can provide for all those kind of different interests you know christmas is right around the corner and obviously a lot of parents talk about and sometimes the challenges it can be finding that perfect christmas gift that can set you back quite a bit in terms of your wallet and then making sure that you, know, you pick the right thing for them and that they're happy with it and that you're able to afford it without too much pressures on yourself when it comes to gifting we hear a lot from parents I think when we did our own research, what we found was that the average parent throughout a year receives about five or six toys that they do not want for their children. And the biggest reason why it comes down to toys that are gender stereotyped, actually, where I think gift givers can be slightly less thoughtful about what gift they purchase for your children. The second kind of category that came very high up is just toys that are just not age or scale appropriate. Again, especially if you're receiving gifts from folks who aren't parents themselves, not knowing what toys are appropriate for what kind of age ranges. And then lastly, just duplicates, pure duplicates of toys that if you already had before. And so these are some of the really common pain points that exist with gifting as well. When you put all of this together, what we found through our research as well was that parents would say that one in four toys they purchase go unloved within a single week. And this number rises to one in three after a single month. And so I think something that each you know, listeners at home can kind of relate to to an extent of that frustration of something new entering your home and just within a few weeks and becomes unloved and, and kind of gathering dust in the corner. But that's the scale of the sustainability issue we're talking about. Because when you're extrapolating that across the millions of households in the UK, the UK as a whole throws away, I think about uh, last time we saw this number, it was about seven to eight million toys a year, many of which go into landfill because they're made of complex plastic polymers, because they have batteries and electronics for lights and sounds, and they're very difficult to recycle so most recycling providers don't actually recycle them
0: it's a staggering number isn't it you know we had Jen Gale who I know you know and she's a big fan of your service on the podcast and there's something that she said that just still kind of sits with me which is that for sustainability particularly for parents when we've got so much on in any given day is that it's not about a few people doing it really perfectly it's about loads of us just making simple small switches and I feel like having discovered Worley like this for me is just such a small simple switch that helps me feel like I'm using the sharing economy which I use in my outside my parenting life I use the sharing economy loads for clothes and car hire and all that sort of stuff it makes me feel like I'm doing you know in my very imperfect way something to support the sustainability and to help get rid of some of those seven to eight million toys as you said that are just ending up in landfill
1: yeah absolutely um jengy and i are big fans of each other i think we share a very common kind of approach and one thing we did specifically emphasize when thinking about the worldly model and how it should work it's making sure again that we're not asking a lot of parents i think especially when you kind of try to be a service provider parents we all have to recognize that Time and convenience are super important. Affordability is super important at a time where there's pressure on parents' wallets to buy so many new things to cater for a new member of their household. And so, what we've done with Worley is really fit the ethos of making minimal changes to the way you consume. And it, it, this reflects, hopefully, you. you've seen it in, in your ordering experience with us as well. If you know how to order from any kind of e commerce retailer, you know how to place an order for toys with us. If you know how to return product to any e commerce retailer, you also know how to return it. To us, And behind the scenes, we act like little elves (laughs) where we take care of everything for you. We clean the toy, we sterilize it, we can do anything we need to do to make sure the toy is in good enough condition for another family to enjoy. And that means that we take on all the burden of it rather than ask our customers to do that, which is quite different to a few other, you know, you might be familiar with some of the other, as you say, sharing economy providers space where it's more of a marketplace and the consumers sometimes have to do a bit more to send it to another customer. At the end of the day, what really resonates with me is what you just said earlier you know i personally really admire all the different stories of families who are trying to live you know completely net zero or zero plastic and with minimal waste and that is super aspirational but i think we have to realize that it's also very out of reach for the majority of us and so what we always say at Worley is to not let perfect be the enemy of good. I think all of us can do a little bit and they'll we'll all add up together to make quite a meaningful impact when you add it up across what each of us does. You know, at Whirly, we've looked into this and we think that we might have already prevented around 200,000 to 250,000 items of toys from going to landfill. And that's through the kind of notion of our toys usually going through it's around kind of six to seven families before it kind of gets to its end of life and we think about retiring the toy. And I think that's quite simple for every listener to kind of think about like all these toys we're consuming rather than needing to make more just so that another family can purchase and use the same toy. What we've done effectively is that these kind of groups form where each toy goes through seven different families and each family doesn't have to purchase another one. The manufacturers don't have to make another one. You don't have to ship it across to the UK from China where these toys are usually made. And we can just share what we already have. And that means that we, you know, again, with very little changes to the way we live, consuming the same amount can have quite a big material impact on the footprint we leave on Earth.
0: Yeah, and isn't it like an amazing thing to talk to the children about as well? Because when the wordy books arrived, Jessie, who's six, was like, what's this? You know, I hadn't actually told her. I wanted it to be a surprise. I was saying, this is such a cool new thing. And this is so good because someone else has played this toy. And when you finished with it, we're going to give it to someone else. And she, it's quite funny. She actually started crying because she loves Bluey at the moment. So I got her some Bluey characters and she was like, but I love them. And I said, don't worry if you love them, we can keep them. We only have to swap the toys that you, <laughs> you don't yeah. have. So, But it was such a good opportunity to show them about sharing and about sustainability. And, you know, we didn't have a huge long chat about it, but it was just a brilliant opportunity and I think a way to model to children how we can be a bit more mindful and use services like yours and talk about them and model that we're, as you just said, you know, in small, imperfect ways, we are trying to do things better for our planet and our society.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I love hearing these stories from many of our subscribers who also tell us and similar spirit to you that they love packing up the box when they're trying to return toys to us because that can provoke a very good conversation with their children about what do you want to keep because you like it for longer what are things that you don't mind letting go of it's not just letting go, it's letting go of it so that someone else can play with it and that has a really positive kind of like experience for the children as well to know like oh, okay I want these because as you say blue is really hot right now and <laughs> we can't get enough blue toys into our ecosystem and we're trying as hard as we can but if you really like it to keep it and really know that that's something you like and therefore you want to keep it. And it's this whole notion of making sure you find a good balance of providing for your children, but not spoiling them in a way and getting them to realize that if there's something they don't want, but another kid really wants that, that returning it and sharing with the other kid is a really positive thing for them to do. In our warehouse, our staff members get so delighted every time there's a message of thanks or something put into a box. And sometimes we do get, and it's the sweetest thing ever, one of the toys we carry is the mega sketcher. So you can write on it and draw on it. It's a good arts and crafts toy. But so often or not, we get kids writing messages on the mega sketcher when they're returning it to us, either just to say thank you, or sometimes they even leave a note for the next kid to say like thank you. And to whoever gets this next, I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did, etc. And that is just so sweet to think about. And we're really pleased and being able to support parents in doing that. Because I think when it comes back to sustainability as well, one thing we hear a lot from, from parents, that notion of like, how do we also bring up our next generation with the values that we have in trying to live, consume a bit more ethically, consume a little bit more sustainably. And Worldly has become this very interesting medium for parents to start having to say you know, early conversations to kind of feed the idea to them and then develop this kind of values and mentality in their children as well.
0: It was a really kind of natural moment to just chat about it. It was brilliant. You know, something else that I wanted to chat to you about is the cognitive load and the invisible labor for mothers. You know, we know that kind of mothers are doing 60% more unpaid labor in the home. And I think you mentioned that, you know, the vast majority of your subscribers are women and mothers. And I was really surprised when I became a mother at the time that it took to research toys. To be honest with you, I didn't do much on it. So I was like, this is just something that I just don't have that much time for. So I used to look at what other people had on a play day and kind of buy the same sort of thing, but (laughs) it was very unmindful. Like it wasn't conscious. I wasn't thinking, okay, you know, what sort of toys do I want her to play with? What are the values that we want to bring in the play? I really didn't have the time to do any of that. And I love how Worley helps with that. Can you explain the way that you kind of curate on the site to make it easier and take that learning?
1: Off. absolutely and first of all to say i think you're not alone and to any listeners out there who are feeling the same none of you are alone even at Team Worley, it's something that we spend a lot of time obsessing about and trying to figure out on behalf of our customers. And there is a lot to try to learn. And a lot whether it's skills development, which I'll come on to in a bit, whether it's just age appropriate, whether it's safety, whether it's also there's the quality and the make of the toy, or whether it's just specifically the fact that there's so many TV shows out there and these companies just pump these out just to <laughs> merchandise off the back of it and try and figure out, you know, what do we think is actually a good quality toy that we want to have on our platform. We do curate everything that we uh, so we kind of provide and make available on our platform. We do take all of those considerations, and the idea here is to make it as easy as possible for parents with a few simple ways of deciding what toys they want their children to have, to then be able to order things seamlessly for us. A big kind of push for us is on the skills development and kind of think about age appropriateness as a part of that. At the end of the day, toys while having a very important role in just. Childhood memories and fun and enjoyment also play an equally vital role in children as young as even when they're babies and toddlers picking up their first key skills, whether it's gross motor, fine motor, and then also developing STEM creativity, even things like mindfulness and learning how to deal with anxiety and change. So what we've done is created a few different ways to browse on a website. Obviously, if you've got your classic, if you just want to browse really broadly by age, but very importantly for us, we divide everything up into a skills development where we would recommend that if you're looking for your child to develop certain skills in this dimension, again, maybe it's empathy, maybe it's creativity, these are the right toys for you to borrow for your children. We then also have a lot of very thematic, of course, uh, curation, whether it's bluey that's all the rage these days or Christmas is coming up so you want something a little bit bigger, a little bit more special to make it feel a little bit different to the deliveries you get year-round or whether it's anything to do with, for example, obviously there's a big emphasis on climate change in next month because the UK is hosting um, COP26, the UN, climate change conference so we have a range around kind of a sustainability that's come out if you want to have topical conversations with your children there's more that we want to do here transparently at the end of the day what we love to get ourselves to is almost creating a fully fleshed kind of curriculum where parents can almost autopilot their way through of and give us the age of a child some rough level interest and we'll love to be able to autopilot that for you and say that based on our experience these are the things that your children will enjoy and we just need a quick confirmation for you that that's what you want to order and then i think the other thing to say about the mental load is this is also where boring comes in because in the early days of worldly speaking to a lot of parents that mental came with the sense of wanting to make sure you got the most value for the money you're about to spend. And also when you get burned by the previous kind of experiences of purchasing stuff that you think was, you know, maybe as you say, you seen it on the play date. And so you thought your kid would like it because they played with it on the play date and he brought it to your own home and it doesn't get that much attention and joy. And you feel really frustrated. So the next time you go out to buy toys, you're going to spend a bit more time thinking about it because you want to avoid that same experience. So a big part of what we also do, frankly, is just through the core boring model where if you've ordered something and you've not had time to kind of think too much about it, feel free to kind of just try it out and see what sticks. And if it doesn't stick, return it to us within kind of two or three weeks, order something else, and then you can iterate your way to kind of the solution rather than just over obsessing at the start. Because I have to say sometimes I think even ourselves at team where we find ourselves guilty of thinking too much at the upfront. And really what you need to do is actually just try it and then figure out and see if it sticks.
0: I did that a bit because I went onto the site. It was quite late, probably like 9.30. You know, all my other jobs for the day are done. And I was like, right, I want to order these early toys. And I did that. I was a bit like, wow, there is so much on here. And I was searching by empathy. It's really on my mind at the moment because there's some work that I've been doing with the podcast. So I was searching for toys by empathy. And then I was thinking... What are they going to like? And then I was kind of matching up, you know, the plan that I was on with what toys were available to me. And then I had that realisation. I was like, you know, Zoe, you've been doing this for half an hour. Just order some that you think they're going to like. And that is the amazing thing about this service, is that if they don't play with them, I'll just swap them and then keep trying. And, I mean, I knew the bluey characters is going to be an instant here, but I also got the Montessori rainbows for Rose. Right, yeah. And she hasn't really played with those. So I'll probably swap those in a few weeks but I think that's
1: that's the joy of it yeah just to add like on the Montessori toys that's that area that a lot of parents come to us for whether it's the rainbows whether it's our balance boards whether it's our pick triangles these are quite high priced items but one story I love to tell is experience i heard through my customer service team of a family that was looking out service for a really long time because they really wanted to try a wobble board and now depending where you live you might not be able to get down to a store or there might be no nearby stores for you to kind of look at it try it out and see whether it will work for your children and they spent a long time figuring out like would they want one Would their child like it they weren't really sure and so through our interaction with them, we got them to like you know sign up to us and try we'll send you one within two or three days and they've ordered it and then within I think a week they returned it back to us (laughs) and that mom was telling us like oh I'm so glad I just tried it and then I'm going to return it and I'm going to get some of the other classic stuff like hot wheels that I know that they really like but that for us is like quite as simple again as I say to really just short circuit that whole kind of thinking and mental load of just being able to try it in a very risk-free environment because again If they don't like it, pretend it to us. swap it for something else. We have over a thousand toys from all the different kinds of licenses, all the different kinds of skills, kind of curriculums you might think about. And so there's so many things to try. And usually what we always encourage is that within the first order, um, you usually be able to get about six to eight toys from us, depending on the value of them. And within that, you definitely find at least three or four of them are big hits. And then the other two, you can just send it back to us.
0: And what are some of the kind of objections that you hear from people who haven't joined or just say, oh, I don't know if that would work? What are some of those things that you hear?
1: The most interesting one is around kind of the aspect of whether this is too much of a change for the way that they need to kind of order and return. So the whole convenience aspect, I would say. That's why we spend a lot of our time thinking about this, because I think we all have experiences of the sharing economy outside in different categories. I, myself, for example, borrow cars. I am a Zipcar member, and I absolutely love it. I've been a Zipcar member for years, right? It saves me money. It's much better for the environment. I don't have to buy my own car, etc. But I still get really upset remembering an incident I had when I got to my Zipcar and there was no petrol in the tank. Literally, it was pointing at empty, right? (laughs) And I had to limp my way to the nearest kind of station and hope that I made it with enough to be able to fill it up. And I think the challenge is that some of these experiences feed into how we perceive trying, again, another sharing economy, trying another service in that vein. And so we hear a lot about hesitation regarding to the convenience aspect of it. Is it really going to be as easy to order return and as flexible as I hear it's going to be? Is the quality of the toys and the safety of it, especially uh, the hygiene going to be, as I read about online through the reviews. Amazing that sometimes we hear parents saying that they think that there must be a catch because the idea sounds too good to be true, especially we read other reviews about what we do. I have to say that there is no catch. And something we focus a lot on is how do we invest in so much of our warehousing, our operations, our quality control processes to give the experience that we do. And the testament to people, the fact that they think that it's a little bit too good shows us how much we've over maybe a little bit this area. But that at the end of the day is so important to us. We do place, first and foremost, the kind of importance on making sure that parents don't feel like this is a huge fat for them, that this is a value added service for them and it's not something else to add again to your point to the mental load that we should be taking the load off but then also to feel that they can really trust us with the packages that they receive that the toys are all clean, sterilized, safe to play with and they can pass it directly to their children so at the end of the day you know, for us something that we reflect on a little bit is how do we kind of like message that a little bit better, how do we also let people try it because there's one of those things where once you try it you get your first box, you get a second, third box, you then understand it is as good as it seems and it is convenient effects as it seems and then we find then these customers stay with us for a really long time so yeah something that we often overemphasize on just convenience and the kind of um, quality of the products that you are can get from us
0: yeah i think it has to like you said you know with parents there is no more kind of time squeezed group i mean it has to be easy It has to be easy and it has to work. And my experience is that it really does. The other thing that I love that I think it's important for people to know is about gifting. Because Christmas is coming up and maybe start of November or maybe mid-November, I'm going to get a lot of lovely messages (laughs) from my family that says, what do the girls want for Christmas? And Those always fill me with a little bit of dread, if I'm honest, because again, it goes back to what we're thinking. It's like, right, what do they want? What's going to be reasonable to ask for from a budget perspective? What are they actually going to play with? You know, if I'm going to ask my mum and law to buy them something... What can I guarantee they're going to play with? And it takes me maybe a good like five or six hours, if I'm honest, of researching and then thinking about, OK, well, who's going to get what? And, you know, because people are wanting to spend their really hard earned money on my children, which is incredible. Like for me, it's quite a responsibility to make sure that I get that right. And also, you know, I can't really say to my in-laws, oh, just get them whatever, because they don't know. They don't know what a six year old wants to play with. So I am really excited this Christmas to use Whirly to help me curate some gift lists for family. Can you share a bit about how it works?
1: I'm so glad you are. And just to add to that, this year and last year, you might have seen in the news, there's a lot of talk about Christmas shopping needing to start earlier because of all the shortages and the freight issues and shipping and all that kind of stuff. So I think parents are going to start feeling the pressure sooner rather than later. As you say, it is quite commonplace to need to spend a bit of time because grandparents are chasing you up of, oh, I, need, I really need to know what to buy and then feeling the pressure that you need to give them some thoughtful suggestions. At Worley, we have a very simple kind of gift list feature that works quite like a wedding registry for people who are familiar with that. All this is that you simply have to create an account with us. You don't need to be a paying subscriber and this account helps us remember your gift list for you. As you browse the website, you just add stuff to your gift list that you think could be things that your children enjoy or want. You will then be able to retrieve this gift list with a URL that you just share with family family, friends, um, your grandparents, uncles, aunties, etc. And when they buy gifts off this gift list, we automatically remove them as well. So someone else can buy a duplicated gift from that same gift list for you. That makes it super easy for you to just curate a large range of products from various price points. And so that you don't have to, again, think about that awkwardness of like, are you going to be suggesting something that's a little bit too expensive or outside people's comfort zone? And then they can just from there pick and choose something that they also feel that they want to give. Because I think often you, we also don't think about the gift giver wanting to make sure that they feel like they have a little bit of choice and choosing this is a gift that i thought i really wanted to give to your children and not something that you just told me to buy on your behalf so anyone can access your gift list when you share it with them they can pick and choose a toy from there to send to you and these will be toys that you've created yourself so are there toys that you think you want to try and receive When you receive these toys from Worley as well, we still apply a sharing economy mentality to these gifts. And what I mean by that is that you can open it up, the kids can play with it. And then eventually, whenever you're done with the toys, you can actually redeem that gift code that comes in the box against any kind of Worley plan so you can swap the toy for something else as well. And we find this really a critical part of combating, to our view anyway, some of the commercialization around Christmas where people spend a lot of money for gifts and then it has a very kind of short lifespan at home. Again, usually typically about a few weeks to a month by the end of January, a lot of toys are already left unloved. And so what has been really successful for us is families receiving these gifts at some point in January, usually returning them to us and exchanging for something else. And the amount of gifts that you get in Christmas usually allows you to get a yearly subscription with us. So something that we often kind of think about in our heads, how do we change this notion from a very single event and occasion over Christmas into a mode where through our gifting mechanism, you can receive enough to get a yearly subscription and keep swapping through the rest of the year, which to me, it's like a real no-brainer. <laughs> Again, in the spirit of let's be less wasteful and then let's also try to just maximise the all these gifts that are given to all these families and then reusing them with other families who wouldn't mind playing with it in March because by March, most Christmas gifts are collecting dust and this is a gift that would bring someone else joy.
0: When I think about that, that is something that seems too good to be true. I know it's not. I know it's just <laughs> an amazing service but it's like, so I can get, you know, the Christmas toys for my girls mm-hmm. that they come new from Worley and then when you know, they finished playing with them or, you know, maybe they just didn't enjoy playing with it. I can then redeem that against a year. I mean, it's just mind-blowing. A kind of a year long, if that's what the value is of swapping toys and a subscription service. It seems like kind of two gifts in one to me. We Um, often talk
1: about gifting as the um, Christmas gift that keeps on giving for the... Yeah,
0: exactly. uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think, you know, if I think about kind of my family and saying that to them, I think they'd all love it.
1: Absolutely. And I think this actually speaks more volumes to the value of gift purchases. Uh, you know, not to get into specifics, but I think the average family, last time we looked at, receives around kind of 100 to 150 pounds worth of gifts, sometimes quite easily, depending on how big your immediate families are, your extended families are, how many uncles and aunties might buy gifts for your children. These are all... You know, effectively products that do have intrinsic value and it's just unfortunate that no other retailer would take them back and kind of like after they've been unboxed, after they've been played with. And what's at the crux of how worldy works and how we think about our service is being very modern and understanding that secondhand products have a lot of value left to give. And so, if you've received 100, 150 pounds worth of gifts through early over this Christmas, and you return this 100, 150 pounds of products to us at some point in January, February, we're more than happy to give that to you as a subscription in exchange in terms of credits. And that's because we specialize in getting another 100, 150 pounds worth of value from these products with other customers and whatnot. So, that's how we make all the economics of the business work, which is really good at understanding secondhand products have a lot of value left to give, not just for other families, but also for our environment, et cetera, et cetera. And if we're really, really, really good at making sure these products, when they return to us, go to another family, et cetera, we're more than happy to kind of take it off your hands. You know, this is dovetailing a little bit with some features that I'll preview this a little bit with your listeners but we are also thinking a little bit about how do we expand what we do in this range can we become almost like a trade-in place because I'm sure same with your family you probably have a lot of toys that you've purchased from other sources before you found out about Worthy. and I don't know what you do with them today whether you donate them away give them to someone else but we actually would be quite happy once we have the right infrastructure in place to take them off your hands and then repurpose them for you again in the spirit of understanding that most families have either a cupboard or sometimes even a shed full of toys that no one uses it and these products have zero value to the family now but if there is a system to get it back in circulation provides a lot of value to society in general
0: it's so exciting to think about that and I think what excites me about this service is just surely this is the way that we've got to go now in our world when you think about it it's kind of bonkers that we all buy You know, these brand new, often plastic, if the toys are wooden, the packaging is often plastic or has some plastic in it. You know, we all buy these things brand new, as you say, they have to be manufactured, shipped, transported. And then, you know, it just makes so much sense in the way that we consume everything, you know, from clothes to toys, you know, that we get much better as a society at sharing.
1: Absolutely. I've been a lot about how I think from a consumer behavior perspective, we're on the verge of this huge mentality shift where in the past, I think that comes a lot of pride with ownership of, look, I've managed to buy this fancy brand, whether it's a very fancy push chair pram, whether it's this and that. And you know, frankly, to say the companies feed off that, right? the whole kind of people aspiring to buy your brand, and then therefore you can sell them a lot of stuff. And therefore, also, if you make your products don't last so long, they'll buy a new one because they want to be seen with it. And I think consumer behavior is shifting to that. There's no longer a lot of pride in doing that. There's a lot more pride now in being eco-friendly and sustainability conscious. And there's a lot of pride to say, look, I'm really proud that I purchased this T-shirt or this dress that I'm wearing secondhand because it was so much cheaper. Such a much savvier way to consume, not just personally for your wallet and personally for getting good value, but then also for the environment and you doing your part for society. And I think this is what's driving a lot of the change that has seen you know not just woolly, but a lot of other kind of new business models out there that places a lot of emphasis of what I would describe as quite rightly, as you point out, the future way to consume, which is that to understand that. We can reuse stuff. And as long as we have really good professional facilitators, like what we do at Worley, making sure that everything's in good quality, making sure that it's convenient, et cetera, that consumers can make this slight shift and we can together collectively make a real impact on the environment.
0: Yeah, I feel really excited about it. So thank you for being part of it. Thank you for starting this service to parents. You know, I absolutely love it. And I'm going to do everything that I can. I've already shared about it loads with my (laughs) friends and on Instagram. So I'm going to do everything that I can to, you know, having been through the experience to just share how great it is. I always ask the same question at the end, which is if you could give just one gift to all the mothers in the world, what would that one gift be and why?
1: Great question. If I had all the powers in the world, I'll try to make sure all the mothers in the world had at least eight hours of sleep to start with, but that might be <laughs> a little bit difficult. You know, I think more practically, one thing that resonates quite a lot, and you talked about it earlier, is that mental load and the equity, that whether you know the household distribution of work and how equitable that is. It's something that we reflect on a lot, as you point out in, in when we were discussing before we jumped on the air, was that most of our subscribers are usually the female, the mums in the family. And so if I could, and why I think I'll go with this because I feel this is quite practical and I could actually maybe one day give this to parents. I'd love to try to do all we can to help families spread that burden a little bit better and um, between the household. One thing that I reflected a lot on in the early stages were, this was back when, taking you back a few years, but back when I actually used to do customer service myself. And so I <laughs> spoke to customers We had a really small team. I, I knew their email addresses and whatnot. One thing that really struck me was the number of email accounts that get used to sign up to our service whereas a shared email account. And I understand this is quite common practice where it tends to be when they start a household, you know, you try to start email accounts for kind of common bills, common accounts, etc. But how these chats were all still with the mums of family. So even with like sharing an account, it is still usually the mums taking the vast majority of that mental load and work to go and manage the worthy subscription, right? I reflect a lot about the fact that I don't understand why most other companies don't take a more modern approach with these kind of things. What we've really started charting out is the ability for us to now take a leaf out of other companies, especially business accounts, where you can multiple users, where multiple people get reminded about making a swap, where multiple people can kind of contribute to the management of these kind of things. And so something that I love to do, if I could and give as a gift to a mom to a wife is just better tools and better mechanisms directly from us uh, so that we can support you and kind of making sure that the services are easy to use and it's not just the moms having to do everything and that that can be a good split of work between the household or not even just the household but any kind of trusted member whether it's a nanny whether it's a child member, or whether it's just uh, siblings or uncles or aunties or anything like that so just I think that's what I would say better way to distribute that mental load and better sharing of the responsibility as well
0: That's a good gift. And I like how it's firmly on your radar and you could make it happen,
1: which would be good. Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) So if people are kind of interested and intrigued, which I'm pretty sure they will be, where can people go to learn more about the service?
1: Absolutely, if you'd like to learn more about Whirly, go to our website at whirly.com that's spelled W-H-I-R-L-I dot com. We are also planning to give all your listeners a discount to kind of try us especially with Christmas coming up. We'd love to obviously make sure parents can get a hit and can start planning for giving a very kind of special and green Christmas to their children. So if parents want to also just go to whirly.com slash motherkind that's motherkind, obviously spelled M-O-T-H-E-R K-I-N-D. What they'll find is a 30% discount to our most popular plan, which is a six-month plan on our toy box and the six-month plan will let them order toys immediately and then also let them swap toys for something new at christmas and why we really like to sign on and get people to try early in october is because if you start a six-month plan with us then when christmas rolls around the corner all you have to do is make a swap you don't have to spend any more money again fits very much our ethos of combating a very consumerism and commercial kind of christmas with us and so if they'd like to find out more go to our website uh, feel free to obviously start a chat with us to ask any questions about how the service works but you'll find everything on there and we look forward to servicing as many families as we can
0: that's the plan that i'm on by the way everybody i'm on the toy box oh, plan and i will pop that link in the show notes absolutely. as well okay. so people can go there oh well thank you so much i'd have to say i absolutely love to getting to know you and you know learning a bit more about this incredible service which i just think that all parents need to know about because it's amazing
1: wonderful thank you very much again for having me
0: so that was the episode. I hope that you really enjoyed it. As ever, if you did, please consider sharing it with your friends and leaving me a review on iTunes. It really does make a difference to the number of mums that we can reach with the brilliant wisdom of the guests I have on. Also, just a reminder about the Family Reset Plan. It's my latest offering to parents. I think that we are living in probably the challenge of our lifetimes, well, definitely so far. And as parents, we not only have to support ourselves, we also have to support our children, and that is a lot. So the Family Reset Plan is myself and two brilliant psychologists And we give you step-by-step, simple, applicable ways that you can support yourself emotionally to feel stronger, calmer, and therefore to support your children in a different way. It's all grounded in psychology and neuroscience. It's just £25 currently. And if you work for the NHS, it is totally free for you. So check out the website, familyresetplan.co.uk. Take care. I'll see you next time.